I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcasts. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. Down, down. So this is the new year. <laughs> down, down. Down, down. And I don't feel it. Slam through. Wow. Wow, and happy new year 2020. You play that song man. when the uh, oh. the ball drops? Oh, man, all the balls are dropping and that song comes <laughs> on. Oh, you know Marshawn it. Lynch calls it a merry new year, by the way. <laughs> really? Merry new year. Merry new year, everybody. <laughs> hey, merry new year to Thunder fans. The Thunder beat the Spurs in San Antonio last night. Oh, it's so wild. Another come from behind win for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, they were spectacular once again, led by Shea, who just destroyed the third quarter. He was so good. I was I was getting a little, a little bit peeved because he would drive to the basket, get fouled, make the layup, and they'd be like, yep, no continuation. He got fouled way back there. And to me, it's like, well, I watched James Harden play, and he gets that call every time and gets the basket which is pretty whack. But that aside, that step back three that he hit was just so insane in the third quarter. It was, that's And that's a shot that going into the season, I didn't know he had that. I didn't know that he could do that or he would even attempt something like that this year because it didn't seem to be a part of his arsenal last year. But he was so good. Once again, 25 points, five assists, Seven boards, a steal, and two blocks, and only one turnover. He was a, uh, I think, a game high plus fifteen. Yep, uh, he was great. Guess he what? Was, you know what else is great? Mm. The Thunder. We're good. They're good. We're good. Billy, coach of the month. Billy is coach of the <laughs> month. Well, well deserved. <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. I mean, going into the season. I would have not have guessed that there would have been a month that he would have been the Western Conference Coach of the Month. If you would have told, <laughs> if you would have told me like that the season had like in 2020, this would be our record. This would be, you know, this would be how we're feeling about the team. I'm mean, like, get out of town. Yeah, there's no way that's true. I know, man. It, I know. Get out of my town. Get off my plane, but it's it feels good. It does. Feel I feel good. good. I'm glad. 2020 feeling good. I'm glad this makes you feel good. 2020, great, man. Taylor, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, the game was great. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, do you think that sometimes ref refs call continuation based on 
the amount of time between the fouls called and the ball going to the basket and not necessarily the steps. Because I think it's like, you know, Giannis doesn't really get a lot of continuation calls either. And he definitely gets fouled at like the three point line. And then, but it just takes like a minute to get from the three point line and take two steps to the basket. Yeah. So I wonder if it's it's based on feel. Like it doesn't feel like <laughs> it's continuation because it's so long. Th- and SGA takes these long steps. Same with them. I mean, Harden is a little bit more of a like a blow through. Yeah. But SGA is so smooth and so um, poignant with where he's stepping and he steps to the sides and makes sure his, st- his shot gets up. So, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I thought to go read the NBA rule book and see if it's. Uh, silky smooth players that take a lot of time or, yeah. poign- or poignancy poignancy. Yeah. N- no chance you're getting continuation. Yeah. I think that they're thinking of it that way yeah. and I think it's uh, wrong and that <laughs> there should be a court, a ref, a, a ref court and who should the judge be? Who would the judge be in a ref court? The jury would be Twitter. The jury would be Twitter. The judge is James Harden. Oh no! If the judge is James Harden, these refs are going down. The judge should be CP3 because he clearly knows the rule book better than anyone. He, he knows all the does. little dumb things in the rule book, and you know that he would love to have a gavel. Oh God, he would kill for a gavel. Once you have a gavel, and you know how to wield it, you have it's so powerful. Yeah, he's like Thor with his hammer. If he has a gavel in a courtroom of refs. He is bringing the heat, baby. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. Over the so last that's what I thought about the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, over the last 15 games, the Thunder are 12th in offense, 110.7, which is, which is very good, and 7th in defense, 107.2. Net rating of a 3.4, which puts the Thunder the last 15 games seventh best net rating in the NBA, which Whoa. is wild. They're 11 and four over the, over that stretch. And the only teams that have a better net rating over the last 15 games, Rockets, Lakers, Mavs, Clippers, Celtics, and Bucks. And the Thunder have beaten two of those teams over the stretch. Pretty, pretty impressive and pretty crazy how well that they've played over the last uh, 15 games. Yeah, it's really amazing. And I wonder, so most of our losses, I guess, came at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, they were under 500. They were what? They were under 500 for a a good chunk. Yeah, I mean, their first five, they were one and four. So that was pretty bad. I'm trying to remember what felt different about that team. I remember we didn't like the three-guard lineup which is now like the best, like our three point guards are when they're on the court, (laughs) they score basically whenever they want. It's a top three lineup in the NBA. That's hilarious. I remember that it was not that at the start of the season. I remember we didn't. Schroeder was having a hard time Mm -hmm. um, feeling out this team. Gallinari was basically the same. What else? Help me remember what was not working. Steven was horrible to start the season. Oh, Steven. Oh, so oh, true. Oh, Stephen. He was very bad. Remember there were yeah. games where Mike Muscala was, I remember I tweeted the phrase, Mike Muscala is the best center that's played for the Thunder tonight, and it's not really that close. 
Wow. Um, I love when people have <laughs> tweets and they say, and it's not even close. Just to put the the zinger on there. It it's, was, it's like the exclamation point of Twitter. It was a necessary zinger. I'll tell you that. Last night, it always is. Though. Last night, Steven was really good, I thought. 14 points, nine boards, three assists, one block. I thought he I thought he played really well. I thought he played Aldridge really well. Who at the start of the game you thought, oh no, like Lamarcus is having another one of his games. I hate it when he has really good games against <laughs> He's us. Gonna kill us. I just had flashbacks to that one playoff game we had against them where he was just unstoppable. He was really the whole series, he was unstoppable, man. He was very, very good. Uh did you love watching DeRozan get twenty five shots last night, Tayshawn? Dude, I, I tweeted this out. And I see on Twitter, who do we follow? Who's the Spurs guy, the writer that we follow? He's like the main beat guy. Yeah. Jeff, I can't remember. Anyway, he's constantly fighting with Spurs fans are so mad at Popovich this year. Mm-hmm. And I figured out it's because Popovich won't play their young players and they're not really winning games like you expect them to. Um, but I just wonder if it's if like they should be frustrated at guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar being their best players. Because last mm-hmm. night, if you look at DeMar's box score, he was 13 of 25. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, he played pretty well, four rebounds, three assists, but he was a minus 17. And if you watch the game, he missed some, the easiest shots in that fourth quarter at pivotal points when the game is tied or it's a two point game where the Thunder's starting to pull away. And he'll get, you know, a putback opportunity and miss that. And um, I don't know. I just think, like, you should be mad at your best two players being DeMar and LaMarcus. And uh, let's see. Bryn Forbes was one of nine. Patty Mills was one of eight. Um, It's that uh, Thunder defense, baby. Well, they shot 41% from three last night. Yeah, even DeMar hit one. LaMarcus was four of four. Yeah, he was he was super good from three. Uh, yeah, it's a weird dynamic, and DeRozan must be one of the worst defenders on the perimeter in the NBA. He was so yeah. bad last night. I mean, yeah. it was pathetic. He wasn't really even trying. And when you're not trying, and you have <clears throat> Shea and Chris and Dennis out there, they're just going to yeah. shred. And it was kind of weird to see, like, like I think SGA is better than DeMar all around now already. And I know yeah. that's uh, – think what you will, but I think Shea is better than DeMar DeRozan already. And I was watching DeMar play last night and miss really easy shots and then Shea get the ball and finish some really, you know, technical layup. And I thought, wow, SGA is already – better than DeMar that must be very frustrating <laughs> for the Spurs yeah and you're a classic DeMar lover I it's very uh very objective <laughs> from me <laughs> yeah that's good uh Schroeder started the game just as cold as could be and didn't score until the second quarter but um then really turned it on finished with 19 points three assists I thought he was spectacular once again and really should be the sixth man of the year. I don't know that really like I don't know that Billy really deserves coach of the year because I think there's other guys that are doing really great things in the league. I think he's in the conversation, but I think that Dennis should be the sixth man because he comes off the bench, he's playing a ton of minutes, and he has helped elevate this team uh, almost every night. Can I ask you a question? 
Yeah. Are you drinking wine? <laughs> it looks like a rosé. Are uh, you? This is a uh, electrolyte uh, electrolyte drink. Okay. You can smell it if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> okay. I think you're drinking wine at five, no, six thirty in the morning. <laughs> this is a problem. Wow, unexpected development. Unexpected development. Hey, Darius Baisley scored seven points in a row last night against the Spurs. Moving on, I guess. <laughs> Classic wino. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fun to see Bays kind of get hot for a minute. I, I thought he's, I bet he felt he, so good. When he oh, that. he must he have felt that, so good. I, I am the complete man. <laughs> <laughs> what a to. fun year for a rookie! Like, what a fun team and a good year for a rookie to be on, and uh, to get minutes too. Having Chris Paul as your point guard, oh, and he he's loves just Chris. like on best behavior. When I talk to him, it just sticks out to me so much. He's like, I can't believe I'm on the same team with Chris Paul. He's like, I get to go to his house. <laughs> I've been to his house. Like, telling me, like, trying to tell me how cool he I bet that that's is. wild because, like, yeah, like, like, last year he was watching him on TV on, like, State Farm commercials, and now he gets to go to Cliff Paul's house. And he, I bet he's there. He's like, do you have the mustache? Yeah, you put on the mustache. <laughs> you got the sweater vest. I mean, he he watched him growing up. I mean, Baisley's nineteen years old. Yeah, that's wild. Chris Paul's almost been in the league as long as he's been alive. It's crazy. I think Baisley was in middle school when the Hoopers commercials were on TV. I think Baisley because those yeah. were like five years ago. So Baisley was like fourteen years old. Yeah, that's, that's wild to think about. Yeah, the Hoopers. Some great times. Uh, anything else from last night that stuck out to you guys? It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Good game. No. Thunder outscored the Spurs 35-27 in the fourth quarter. For another Thunder victory, the Thunder sit at 19-15. and 15, Good for seventh in the Western Conference. They are three games behind the six-seed Utah Jazz, and they are four and a half games up on the San Antonio Spurs. It was a double win last night because not only do you win the game, but you get more distance between yourself and the San Antonio Spurs. You know what? You know what is what I love the most? It is so good. Your family? I love my family. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is let so me, good to have a family. Let me just talk about it. No, <laughs> it is so good to have a fun Thunder team again. Yeah. It's just why it's just, it has been a, it has been a while. It's been a while. And it feels good. I yeah. forgot how good it feels. No no expectations is a big deal. Yeah. There's no expectation for this team really to do a whole lot this year. And exceeding expectations is even better. Yeah. It feels good. It feels fun. Exceeding like those it. non-expectations. Taylor, tell us, give us uh you've got some a, a breakdown of, yeah, of, what, of analytics. What, of what fun is, some fun analytics. So let's uh let's go through those. Yeah, I deep uh, I had a deep dive into the science and the stats uh, of fun, right? What makes a team fun? And I, I dug up some scientific research, and this is what I found. These are five objective points um, that a team must have to be considered fun scientifically. Uh, with the first one, they need to have stars, and more specifically, young stars. Think of uh, teams uh, from the past. And for <laughs> the present that have stars, young stars are much more fun than old stars. Old stars, you're de- they're dependable, not as fun. 
Uh, we have like Chris Paul and then SGA, I think, has become a star and is maybe exceeding expectations of of what his personal stardom could be. Mm-hmm. So that's point one. Check. Okay. Point two, they got to be good at comeback or underdog wins. Those unexpected wins. Uh, we uh, That's basically all of our wins, our comeback wins. <laughs> so definitely check. Those are good stats. Basically all. Basically all of them. Uh, objective point number three, the team needs to have funny and friendly personalities. You can be funny, but maybe you don't feel very approachable. We feel very approachable with guys like Steve. And then you have the antics with, uh, you know, of Dennis Schroeder during Steve's post game. He's like, which was Chris Bosch the best at those ever. He was very good. He, he was, was, he was good. He's probably the best. Yes. And I think that I shouldn't compare post-game antics to Chris Bosch just because he's so far and away better than anyone. Mm-hmm. But Dennis, I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame. But it's fun. You know what? It's fun anyway. It's fun that he does that with Steve, and it's cool to see that they're friends. Um, and then with our podcast with Baisley and Lou Dort and Nader, like they're all friendly, nice personalities, and you think, oh, okay, these guys are my friends now. It's much the same with podcasts. You know, like if if the personalities are friendly – and you feel like you're friends with them, then you like it. It's better. Mm-hmm. Check. Point number three, check. Uh, <laughs> point number four, they have to have plenty of young players getting plenty of of, of minutes. Because I think the thing to fun is just unex, unexpected things happening. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't, like if the young players are, are playing more, every Baisley three is a shot of NBA heroin to the vein. <laughs> And so check, scientifically proven, check. Yes, and Hero- then, heroin, classic fun. <laughs> I think if you're thinking, okay, you can say, uh, you want to say every Basley 3 is a bump of Coke, of NBA Coke? <laughs> Does that fit your... Uh, what about a gingerbread cookie? Yeah, how about, how about um, a nice uh, milk and cookies? How about, how, about, um, how uh, about having a friend over to spend the night? How about an Oreo dunked in milk? And play Mario Kart 64 until 4 in the morning. Yeah, see, that's it. How about that, Taylor? That's my idea of fun. Maybe even a Mario party. You sicko. Okay, every Baisley 3 is like a tab of acid (laughs) for that moment. Okay. Okay, and that's check, point number four. And point number five, overachieving against expectations not just overachieving in general but there had to be some expectations and i think this team had expectations to be you know the roster looks good on paper but we were going into the season thinking okay all of our all of our veterans are going to be traded gallinari is going to be traded he's not going to care that much chris paul hopefully will be traded was what how we went into the season and now that it doesn't look like that's going to happen um, everything's kind of clicking. I think it feels like Gallinari is having more fun. Mm-hmm. That's scientific. And it feels like Chris Paul has really clicked into this and figured out his role with this team of youngsters. And uh, check. So there we are. Fun team. We've made it. We've did it. You know what? I The question I have, speaking of Gallinari, mm-hmm. after the games on Twitter, he'll post this edited picture of him like in the game, like looking good and like running or like celebrating after a three. Yeah. But it, it's like one of him like celebrating from pretty far away. It's like, you know, 
full body and then one of like him real close up. Yeah. And I wonder if he, in my mind, he edits those himself. He just sits down in the locker room. He's like, oh man, that was an awesome game. I'm going to edit this picture of me looking so good in the game. Post it. I mean, there's no way, but that would be cool. I think he does. <laughs> in my mind, because I was just like, that's so weird. Like what if, like when I do something really cool, I'm going to post a picture of myself like on Twitter doing the really cool thing. I you really think. should. Yeah. You should think about doing that. <laughs> it's, it's, it is very endearing that he does that. I really like it. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, R.I.P. David Stern. Uh, R.I.P. Dad. Uh, my friend, this is how I found out David Stern died. My friend <laughs> posted in a group, man, and he said, David Stern is dad. <laughs> he, he missed, he missed, he mistyped David Stern's dad. And it has broken my brain and I cannot, <laughs> and I cannot think of anything else when I've, I've read articles about it. And every time I finish, I'm just like, David Stern is dad. He is the kind <laughs> of the NBA's dad. It's true. It is true. I mean, honestly, we're probably not sitting here talking. We're, we're definitely well, not sitting yeah. here talking about the thunder if not for David Stern. So yeah, at least not in Oklahoma. Definitely all not. had to have moved to another state when that there's just no way. So there's no down to dunk if there's no David Stern. So I agree. Or there's no thunder if there's no David Stern. So Oklahomans really do owe him quite a bit. Um, there's tons of content about Stern and what, what he's done. I don't want to butcher any of that. So uh, make sure you go check that out because it really is pretty important. If you're an NBA fan to uh, to go listen to those podcasts and read those articles is pretty pretty great stuff. Uh, all-star voting. We've got our first round of returns back and the NBA fans are the worst. Let me read you some of the names that are on this list for the Western Conference front court. You got your typical names, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Paul George. That's good. Number eight, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Number 10, Dwight Howard. Great job, everybody. Oh, my God. This is China, right? This is Lakers, baby. And this is, yeah, maybe it is China. Uh, guards for the Western Conference. Your typicals, Luca, number one by a mile, which is exciting and correct. Uh, James Harden, Damian Lillard, number four, Steph Curry. He's played four games. <laughs> Great job, everyone. More than Russ. You did it. Yeah, Steph Curry's got more than Russell Westbrook. Number eight, Alex Caruso. Oh, my God. You guys want to see Alex Caruso in the All-Star game? He has more All-Star votes than Devin Booker. Thanks a lot, Lakers fans. You're ruining this for everybody. <laughs> They're the worst, dude. They are the they are seriously the worst. The Look worst. where D'Angelo Russell is, too. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell's six. Get a life, everybody. Uh, Eastern Conference front court. Good job, everybody. Giannis, number one. Number one in all-star voting altogether. Very good. Actually, no. Luca's number one by like 600 votes. Giannis number two. Uh, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler. Those all make sense. Number six, Taco Fall. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see Taco Fall? What? How many minutes has he played this year? Like 12? We, wow. There needs to be some sort of all-star voting electoral college system. There does. They're Obviously, the Lakers have too many people, and their votes should count less. They, yes. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, the Thunder, we have less people. 
our vote should count more. Yes, agreed. Also, Thunder fans, let's step this up. Let's get a Thunder player in the top ten. Let's uh, let's get Alex Caruso out of here. We got to get more votes for Shea than Alex Caruso. I mean, John Morant is in ten with seventy-seven thousand votes, which does not feel like a lot of votes. So mm-hmm. I don't think the Thunder have done very good at uh, you know, promoting players for the All Star stuff. No, like you think Chris Paul would be there? He's a big name. That's is he true. On there? I mean, you think he's not though. He's not. Oh my, oh my word. Uh, the guards for the Eastern conference, not quite as egregious, but hilarious. When you just read the list, Trey young is number one in voting. By the way, the, the all-star guards in the East got by far the least amount of votes. Uh, so Trey young is number one, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> number two, uh, Kemba Walker, Derek Rose, number four, Zach Levine and then Ben Simmons is six. So it's it's kind of wild to me that you get Zach Levine, Derek Rose, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young before you get to Ben Simmons. I can't believe that they're re- releasing the numbers oh, of yeah. how many people have voted. That's that's wild to me. And oh, yeah, they've been doing that. And rude. <laughs> they've been doing it. So rude. For a while. Being rude for a long time. Anyways. Uh, let's let's get on that Thunder fans. Let's let's vote for your guys. You can Google vote OKC Thunder All Star Game, and it will pop up. And you can actually vote for them on Google. So you know, how man, because can't you vote by via Twitter hashtag? I don't think you can anymore. Oh, that, to me, that just never made sense how they could put those like you used. To, yeah, it was those votes. It was wild because then you <laughs> you get like Michael B. Jordan would retweet whoever he liked. Yeah. And then it would just go crazy. Because isn't it like, wasn't it like the number, like if how many hashtags, each hashtag was a vote? And I retweets never, counted. Yeah, re- retweets really counted. Make, it yeah. really doesn't make it was sense. Not, it was not a good method. Because then it was just like, what celebrity friend yeah. is the best? Yeah. So, um, anyhow. Anyhow, let's move on to some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Hey guys, our first Twitter question comes from at Paul R. Valentine, who wants to know if you could assign some New Year's resolutions for Presty, Billy, and the players, what would they be? Are you guys resolution guys? You guys make New Year's resolutions? Not not resolutions, but more of just like evaluation, like goal setting, but not like I resolve to. I don't do that. Taylor, do you resolve? Uh. I live in a constant state of resolution and resolve, <laughs> but so I guess you would say, no, I don't do new years. Well, I guess you would say yes. <laughs> and then every day that follows my wife does a thing where she like has a word for the year. And that yeah. seems to make more sense. What's the word? What's her word? What's the word? Has she availed I don't it know yet? What her word is pro- her word this year is uh baby. Bebe. Baby. Wow. I was not going to announce that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a dad day. <laughs> I'm going to be a dad day to a bebe. <laughs> I'm going uh, to be a I dad think you've announced that, you. hadn't you? Do what? You didn't announce that on the pod. Should we give words to uh, to players? Let's give words instead of yeah, resolutions. Do you know what my resolution is every year? To quit smoking. <laughs> and I always do it. I never started. It's great. <laughs> it's good. Uh, the, the word for Presty, patience. Oh. oh patience. It's a, it's a virtue. Remain patient. Sam. 
Wait, is it remain or is it patience? Patience. Hmm. But you can okay. have you have a description about it. Yeah, you, you can know? describe it. Post word description. Uh, Taylor, give a word for Billy. The word for Billy is um, is uh, self appreciation. Uh, I think self appreciation has a dash in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not one word technically. And I think that he's done so good this year. And I bet in the past years, you know, the last two or three years, maybe he's questioned himself a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know what? This year, it's time to, you know, appreciate yourself and appreciate who you are, Billy. Now you can say, you know what? I was right. There were some other uh, circumstances happening that kept me from being the great coach I am. And now I know it. And I'm going to accept it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. He, you know what he needs to do? Uh, to appreciate himself, get himself a, an ice cream. That's yeah. what I do when I appreciate myself. That'd be good. Uh, word for Dennis Schroeder. I think mm. it's accept. Accept? Yeah. I think it's... Accept that you're a six man. Just accept wow. it. Ooh. Embrace that. Embrace. Oh. How about, how about embrace? Embrace is better. It has more positive connotation. I think he needs a little bit of negative connotation. He does. To okay. go with it. It's got to be a little bit more poignant. The okay. second okay. Poignant. second mention of poignant. Uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander. Luke. Uh, I think this needs to be, um, I, I want it to be growth. Okay. I want it to be that he's, he's already, he's already good, solid foundation. He need he needs to, he needs to grow in himself, get get even better, take okay. it to the next level, and stay at that next level. Uh, um, let's see. I have one for Baisley. Okay. It's um, rock star. Rock star, one word, right? <laughs> uh, this is your second star. two word. No, I think it's one word. Okay, go ahead. Why? I want him to think of himself as a rock star because he clearly has the talent and the skill. And he's developing so quickly. And I want him to be a little bit of an overconfident guy. Uh, he's young, but you know what? He needs to believe even more in himself mm-hmm. to become the rock star that we see. That's right. Uh, Steven, I think the word is three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I know you don't want to. I know you think this is an inefficient shot for yourself. Think about three. It's more than two. And we like them. We like you to take some threes. So. I like that a lot. What about, have we done CP3? We have not done CP3. Let's do CP3. Uh, my kids were, we were watching the game. I was watching my, the game with my kids last night, and they were loving that Chris Paul's nickname could be C3PO. I know. I love that. <laughs> CP3. They were just realizing how how close it is. It's well, it's just really funny just watching your kids like put together things that you have had put together for so long. Yes, and they're like, "Wait a minute, he could be CP3PO." CP3PO. <laughs> like, yep, that's right, kids. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I want his to be CEO. Okay. I want him to have a CEO mindset. He's 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 the head yeah. of this Thunder team, and I want him to make sure everyone's doing their thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. CEO mindset. I like that. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. which also means I think yeah he's uh, are are CEOs traditionally uh, sociopaths, aren't they, isn't that right? They can I don't know. I think I, they are. I, I met, think they can be. I've met very few CEOs without that. Except that, not that part of C, of CEOs. But the latest, else. the most recent CEO I've met, not a sociopath. Wonderful, wonderful person. You don't know that. You don't know yet. <laughs> Takes time to give a trick. Do they listen to this podcast or something? No, they're too busy being murderers. (laughs) Too busy thinking about themselves, committing murders. Too busy making money and getting blood (laughs) on their hands. Uh, I have a word for Gallinari. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Rolo, which is roll in Italian. And this is why Gallinari needs to accept that he has a role on this team. He is mm-hmm. valuable on this team. Is he going to win a championship this year? No. Hell no. But I think if he accepts that he has a role on this team and performs the way he's performing, and uh, I, I think he could have a lot of fun and find a lot of joy. I think the word is extension. No, the word is role. <laughs> well, within the word role, let's give him an extension. Give him, I I would love for Sam to give him an extension today. Wow, really? You want to extend Gallinari? Yeah. Why? Because you can if you extend him now, you can keep him through the season and then trade him in July. Oh, he becomes a free agent. I see what you're saying. No, he does not become a free agent. You trade him. Then you can trade him. No, I know if you don't do that, he will become a free yes, agent. If, yes, if you don't do it, if you don't, you either trade uh, him or uh, let him. If you trade him, you lose him, and you get an asset. That's great. If you extend him now, you can get an asset later too. Mm, you're, like pres- you're preserving your asset. Uh, Terrence Always Fer- got to preserve your asset. <laughs> yep, uh, Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> uh, I think the word is points. Terrence Ferguson, <laughs> score some points, my man. Score some damn points, dude. You it's, get like 30 minutes a night. What is going on? It's, he has so many shots. I don't even understand how you have the normal percentages that you do. Oh, they're not normal anymore. <laughs> oh, no. They are, oh, they are no. 38% from the field, 31% 1%. from three. He's not shooting well. Oh, no. Score some points, T-Ferg. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six games, he scored eight points. <laughs> So Unlike f- enough shots, like he's having zero for five games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yikes. Yikes! That's on nineteen shots. Yikes! Eight points on nineteen shots. So he's he's getting shots. He just needs to to score some points. He's had a rough season defensively. He's been great. Like he's contributing. He's contributing enough to continue to start and to continue to be in the game. But you. You probably don't struggle and have to have these comeback victories if he's averaged eight points a game, right? Yeah, I mean, any player that's having thir- that's like playing thirty minutes on the court, they have to produce. They can't just be the plus minus guy. They have to have actual points. You still have to have points to win a game. That's a that's a part of the game of basketball. Yeah, he a averaged, very large part, maybe the largest part of basketball is points. Yeah, he averaged 6.9 points per game last year. Mm, nice. And he's 4.8 this year. <laughs> yeah, the percentage. How do you even do that? Yeah, the percentages are, are pretty brutal for him. 
So uh, shout out to T Ferg. Let's uh, let's move on to our next question. All right, our next Twitter question comes from at Dynamite Dawns. Who wants to know, did we ever think in our wildest dreams we would be this good so far? Also, pros and cons of keeping CP3. Love the pot. Staple on my way to work here in Australia. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Uh, I think we've talked, Kyle. To, <laughs> we've talked enough about, I think, kind of how crazy it is that we're at this point. But the pros and cons of keeping Chris Paul on this team. I think that he'll for sure be on the team through the end of the season. I think that's a given. Now, the pros and cons of keeping him for the next season. I think one of the cons for keeping him for an additional season is that you are delaying the the rebuild for another year. And if if it's me, I'd rather start it as soon as possible. Now, I don't necessarily think they need to tear this team apart today, but I think in the summer, it'd be great to get as many assets as you can for Chris and Gallo and all those guys and then go into next season with kind of an, a new, fresh fresh look for this Thunder team again. Uh, so it delays the rebuild because you just can't be this. You can't be bad with Chris. You're not going to be bad enough. You're going to win 28 games, 32 games, something like that, even if you trade the other guys. Uh, and that's eventually like it feels good now to be a team that's four games over 500. That's great. It's not going to continue to feel great. You're not going to the same like feel good. Like we're exceeding expectations. Eventually these will become the expectations. And then it just is like, okay, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And we don't have that yet because this team has really been very fun and fun to watch, but that wears off eventually. And so that that's also a con there. A pro is that he's been so helpful to this roster, to this team as a leader uh, on and off the court. He's been spectacular in just about every way you can think of. So he's a great mentor for Shea. I guess let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at an elephant king who says the first two live OKC games my kids have been to were the amazing comeback wins against Chicago. Oh, the amazing comeback win against Chicago and the clutch win against Dallas. Are they learning good or bad life lessons from these experiences? Do I need to somehow equalize things to show that not everything has a happy ending? Mm. His kids thinks everything turned out. They, everything's turned out uh, well in sports. You know what you need to do? Have them become Oklahoma State Cowboy fans. <laughs> that will right. that will show them that there are <laughs> no happy endings. Or you uh, acquire uh, the game six of the 2016 playoffs tape, and you put it on, and be like, "Hey, guys, the Thunder are on." Yes, you guys. <laughs> Let's check this out. And uh, I think that'll equalize it pretty pretty well for your kiddos. That's the thing. I mean, if they weren't able to watch, like, to feel any of the disappointment year after year after year that we felt leading up to this year, then uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be different. But you know what? Let them have this year. This is actually a very good life lesson. Think more long term. 
let them have this year overachieving. They're doing better than you think. And then next year when the tank comes, they have to watch every single game. Okay? Make them watch every game because this is the lesson of life. Good things happen. Unexpectedly good things happen. But the shoe's about to drop, buddy. And when that shoe drops, how much resolve do you have? Can you pick yourself back up year after year after year? That's the lesson. That's that's the lesson. That's good. Wow, from a future dad, he's just he's gonna show so many life lessons. He's already he's already getting them. He already has this dad knowledge. Yeah, right. shit's about to hit the fan, bro. That's what I say to my baby as soon as it comes out the womb. Welcome. Okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from M. The minute we join the athletic, you think you can just curse <laughs> yeah, on our podcast? Wow, wow, wow! I'm kind of you know our new listeners are our new listeners are going to think I'm kind of a star of the show this this week. You are. I've got man. a lot of playing time tonight. You got you got big dad energy. Our next Twitter <laughs> question comes from M Gould. Okay, who says? So the last pod talked about being a stealth buyer and maybe looking at a bigger wing. What about? What are other candidates besides Covington? You know, there's just not a lot out there. I mean, maybe the Thunder could put together a trade package for Andre Iguodala. Does that interest you? Taylor? Mm, yeah, I mean, I love Iggy. I would say yes. Why okay. not? Bring on more fun. Yeah, you got to get to $17 million. So expiring contract of Andre... Uh, should give T. Fergan a Iguodala trade? Yes. Still not there. Um, Justin Patton. Let's throw in Justin Patton. Yep. Okay. So you can get there with Andre, T. Ferg, Justin Patton. For Andre Iguodala, who will leave the Thunder and go play for the Warriors next year. Yeah. I don't know that I like that. Yay. I would, Why not? I would not do that. You're just giving T. Ferg away. So you got to get it. I don't know. I'd want an asset back for Ferg. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not doing that. Uh, let's see. Were you gave away in that trade. Andre Robertson. Yeah. Oh, he's expiring $10 million contract. I just, uh, Oh, he just, he's just not real to me anymore. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> exist to me. It looks uh, like, wait, he's still, who, wait, who, uh, I, I haven't heard that name in 48 years. <laughs> uh, what about a Wayne Ellington for Andre Swap? You into that? Adding $2 million to the books this year? Sure. Who cares about the books this year? <laughs> I mean, for real. Just let's bring in Wayne. It's always good to have a Wayne around. Just a, a nice Wayne. Uh, it's it's what did you it's, say? It's slim pickings, guys. There's not a lot. Don't I mean, do it. Let's not do it. What? Don't do it. Let's not. Uh, we don't, shouldn't. We shouldn't. Well, we should be uh, stealth buyer. We shouldn't get a bigger wing. We're good as we are. We got we got a perfect balance of this team right now. Don't mess with a good thing. Uh, they could use a a guy that could defend bigger guys. You know who would be great? <coughs> Andre Robertson. Yes, that would be great. Wonder how I I don't know. Brian Matthews asked the question. Well, what's he, what's he up to right now? I guess he's just chilling in L.A. Would be uh, my answer to that. 
it would he would have been a great addition to this team. He really would have. That's for real. And I'm trying to look up when the last game he played was. Feels sad. It was Was it uh 2017-18 season? January of 2018. Yeah. Wow. That's 2 years. Yeah. It's it been was, legitimately 2 years. It's almost 2 years. We're almost I mean, yep. there's just like people come back with broken bones after like four weeks. That's yeah. four times. Let's see. That's 104 weeks <laughs> that he's been injured. It's really sad. It really sucks. I feel bad for him. 104 weeks. He would be, he would be one of the guys that would be helpful, but it's, it's tough. Cause I just, there's just not a lot of guys out there. There's not a lot of deals to be made where like the Covington one is perfect because like the Iguodala one, I don't like it at all because Memphis is looking for an asset for him. The Thunder don't want to just give away an asset and he's expiring. And so the Thunder aren't like, <clears throat> they're not going for it <clears throat> per se. They would like to acquire a better asset in return and then be able to flip him for some for something equal or better. If they could do that, great. You're not trading for Andre Iguodala because he's, I mean, it's a, a known thing that he is going to go play for the Warriors again next year. And so you just, there's just not a whole lot out there. Um, so I'd say Covington and then the, uh, potential return of Andre Robertson are probably the best options for the Thunder. Holy moly, man. I'm looking back at, uh, that 17, 18 season, right? When Robertson went out, we won, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. We were 11 and one in those last 12 games that Robertson played. We were good. We did that. Oh, it's even more than that. Oh. We're doing that thunder thing where we were like hitting on all cylinders and then an injury happened. 15 and three in the months of December and January. And Robertson has these like Ferg looking stat lines where he had, you know, shot twice, two to five times a game, but he's actually making his shots. It looks, <laughs> it looks different like this. Uh, he was awesome. He was very awesome. I feel bad for him. I, right. Yeah. I feel like him moving to California is him saying like, Hey, I'm never getting better. I'm never coming back. It's 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 hard to say whether that's true or not, but I can tell you that I can understand why you'd say it feels that way. Let's say that you <laughs> let's say that you uh, had have uh, a, a significant. You're young and you have a significant other in your life, and mm-hmm. you, you guys break up. And you're like, oh, we're gonna get back together. We just need to work on us. Mm-hmm. Maybe heal a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they move to California. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't getting back together. That's my feeling of that. It's over. Hotter people in California. Seems unlikely. Yeah. Well, hate to see it. Uh, Let's move on to our next Twitter question. Comes from at Fluky, who says, should we now just keep Schroeder and Gallinari and play as good as we can to impress teams during the playoffs, increase their trade value in the offseason? Yeah. I think we talked about that earlier. Next question. Do it. Next Twitter question comes from at Brad Zilla, yo, who wants to know if a redraft of the 2018 draft happened, where do you think SGA would be picked? It's a good discussion. Mm. Um, so number one pick, I mean, it's obviously going to be Luca. And yes. we knew that then and we know it now. 
is that Luka Doncic should have been the number one pick to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the number two pick, you got the Sacramento Kings. So the Kings, it's interesting because they're they're on the clock, and they already have De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, and so we have to acknowledge that. If we're just doing like a straight, these are the best players. I think it, the conversation changes. I would still say DeAndre Ayton would probably go number two, um, or Jaron Jackson Jr. would go number two. Wait, 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 hold on. Are you saying that DeAndre and Jaron Jackson are better, or are you saying this is who Sacramento would pick? This is who Sacramento would pick. I don't think that they're taking Trey Young. Trey Young is the second best player in the draft, but I don't think they're going to take him because they've got De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, third pick to the <coughs> Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Trey Young. They take Trey Young, and they get Trey Young. <coughs> Shoot, Jeez, y'all. what's in there, man? I don't know. See something trying to get out. Uh, fourth pick. I think this is where you start to consider Shea. And it depends on, I would take Jaron Jackson if I'm Sacramento in hindsight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, Over Bagley? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is probably where I take Shea, is right here with Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, um, they'd be as happy with Shea as they, pro- as they are with Jaw, I think. I mean, John Morant. Oh my God, that guy is so fun. Yeah, Jaw doesn't exist yet. I mean, he exists, but he's not in the NBA yet. He does. He exists to us. We can see the past. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And he gets to learn so from yeah, Mike Conley. Four? Yeah, I think at four, I think it makes sense. He's like the other guys that would be, you know, considered there. I think you'd consider Aiton there. I think you'd consider Marvin Bagley. I think that you consider. Maybe that's it, right? Because like Mo Bamba went six to the Magic. That's, Wendell Carter's pretty good. He's just had injury yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He's not. I mean, I think you can look at Shea and say that's a future star. I don't know that you yeah. look at Wendell Carter and be like that's a future star of the NBA. I do think uh, most recently you look at Michael Porter Jr. and think that guy's a star in the NBA. Yeah, maybe so. Got to see. Got to see more from him and I don't see, see how he holds I've up seen enough see how he holds up on defense because he's pretty pretty bad on that end uh, but yeah I mean like Mikael Bridges is the, sh- the shine is off of him he went before Shea Kevin Knox with the Knicks uh, not impressed Colin Sexton I haven't watched a lot of Colin Sexton but he's all you hear about from him about him is that he never passes. So not exactly a guy that you'd want to build around. So yeah, I think that Shade jumps up from 11 to like the four, five, six range. Cause I think yeah. that with uh, Trey and Luca gone, that he's the next like ball handling guy that you would like to have, um, you know, that can really score. What's crazy after that, if you're talking about guards or point guards, 
Are you looking at um at Devontae Graham next? Uh probably. Wow. That's wild. What a what a find. Wow. What a find. Hey guys. Wow. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. He's old. It comes from at Bangelope, who wants to know our favorite coffee drink to order. You guys got a go-to coffee, drink, order? Yeah, I always order a Cafe Americano. Where's that front, no matter where you go? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Which I don't, I'm just beginning to wonder if it's really good, but I always order it. You're having second thoughts. It's having second what, thoughts. What little, uh, do what little, uh, what little uh, fixins do you have in it? None. No fixins. That's your problem. You need some fixins. Need, need more sweet, sweetener. Maybe yeah. creamier. Creamer. See, I like. See, I like to have a treat alongside a cafe americano if I'm gonna oh, have one. like a scone, like a scone, <laughs> like a nice scone, like a scone. Perhaps a, li- a lemon wedge. <laughs> Um, pie. I don't know what I'm talking about. Lemon um, wedge. I don't lemon think. wedge pie. Lemon wedge pie. That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm. I think a lemon. I think I'm right with lemon wedge. Taylor, what is your what is your go to coffee drink? Um, mine is also the americano, but I do not God. order it as a cafe americano. <laughs> and I wanted to ask Andrew, do you order a cafe americano at the, the drive thru? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I, I sh- wish I, but I will. Now, from Please now on, do. Taylor, you get an Americano too. What are your fixins? Well, I usually get a just an iced Americano straight up. No um, fixins. No fixins. I do like the well, iced version. You like the iced version? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm with you, Andrew. When you said like, I don't know if it's good. I feel the same way. Yeah, but it's just so dependable. I know. You know, it's going to taste like coffee, it's and pi- you know, it's going to get you there, and you know, it doesn't cost as much as the other drinks. Yeah, it's a pick, it's a nice pick me up. And no fixins. Not Taylor. A, not a fix. I can't no fixins. It. Sometimes I get fixins, and if I get fixins, I'm doing a tiny bit of cream, uh-huh. and I'm doing I'm going to the counter where they have like the powders. I'm not paying for the extra flavored syrup, you know, like the dry powder stuff that you put in there yourself. <laughs> oh. uh, you guys, and I I do yeah. like a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of chocolate, and then that's it. Okay, this is what I do. If I'm at work, I just get just a coffee. Mm-hmm. With light cream, mm-hmm. sweet and low. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. If I'm at home on a weekend or a day off of work, mm-hmm. I'm getting a nitro cold brew. Oh. With light cream, sweet and low. Have you had it? It's good. I've had a nitro cold brew, not with the fixins. Get, you gotta get the fixins. The fixins are what make it. That's make why it you. Ha- that's why you hate Jay's coffee is that he doesn't have fixins. He do- that is the reason I don't do it because he doesn't have the fixins. He doesn't have cream. So <laughs> the other uh, thing is if it if they're sometimes the nitro machine they're out. They're, you know, I know. Out I know. Sometimes. It's not dependable. If then then I get a large coffee, iced coffee, mm-hmm. cream, sweet and low, cream and sweet and low. You gotta get. You gotta find your fixins, and then you'll like anything you get. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I like it, but I think I might have talked myself into liking it. Get the fixins. I don't know if I genuinely like it. Try it with the fixins and you'll like it better. You're probably right. God, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. And it is from at Snake Shooting, who wants to know what is the best type of cereal milk to drink? 
He what suggests Fruit Loops or that was you. Cinnamon Toast Crunch as good cereal milks. No, you got to read what he wrote. What's the best type of cereal milk to drink? CTC Loops. <laughs> loops? CTC question mark. Loops question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loops. To me, it's CTC all the way. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, this is the best to drink is going to be a chocolatey cereal. That's just like, your opinion. That's your opinion. I know, and I'm giving it. It's a chocolatey cereal like a Count Chocula yeah. or a Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa gives, Pebbles? Cocoa Puffs. I'm not a big Cocoa. Okay, Cocoa Pebbles. Or or, or uh, Cookies. The Cookies. Cookie Crisps? Cookie Crisps. Cookie they, get you some, crisp. they get you some chocolate in it. So it's like chocolate milk. Yeah. I like that. That's the cereal milk I want to drink. Okay. Uh, Apple Jacks for me. Apple, Apple Jacks. Jacks. Number one underrated cereal. Damn it's it. a good cereal. No, it, it doesn't taste like apple. You, you, I don't care. It tastes like Apple Jacks cereal. It's and good. I love the way that the milk tastes after the Jacks. Wow. I believe you. Post Jack cereal, there's nothing better. All right. Anything else? <laughs> That's it. Uh, I got guys. I have just one more question for you. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Either you start in this first pod of 2020 off with just anger. Uh, I'm on the road yesterday in my truck, working, working away. I get a call. From my wife. My wife. And she says, you need to come home. The washing machine is overflowing everywhere. What is wrong with your house? I don't know. It's been a while since I've had an appliance go out. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. My, you know my appliances in my house? They just work. That's great. That's wonderful for you. <laughs> We're doing a lot of laundry at my house, so not just... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, so what, I, did you just come home just to get to mopping? I got home. It was mostly all cleaned up when I got home, but I needed to take a look at the washer. Mm-hmm. Took the whole dang thing apart mm-hmm. and fixed it on my own like a man. Wow. What? I did. Uh, have you guys done a, a new thing of laundry? Yeah. Okay. No overflowing. That's, I mean, that's the test to see if it, if well, it works. That's and why I wanted to yeah, keep out it yet. We've done two. Wow. Wow. You took the washer apart and put it back? I did. And it works? I did. It's, it's ter- it was a terrifying moment. There's a moment where you look at your washing machine and like the front is off and like the, the top <laughs> is off and all these, you have all the, like, this bowl of screws and you're just like, Boy, I hope I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't know where to start. You know where you start? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube makes every man look so much smarter. I agree with that. I do agree. So with that. fixed it, and I was a G and a bead. Wow, grateful and blessed. Taylor, are you miffed? Are you piffed? Uh, I'm trying to think. Did I get miffed and peeves about anything? Not re- I went to. I, I got a. Went to a cat. Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm miffed and peeved that my brain doesn't work, and but I'm grateful and blessed that my, I have a brain. There you go. That's good. Great. Well, uh, Andrew, your Christmas card. 
Yeah. It, it's so, the picture is so dark. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I, know. I was miffed for you about that. I know. The, we didn't love how, it, how, how the picture came out. It is very, very it dark. It looks just like a silhouette of your family. I know. I know that. So we were on the beach. So we went on a cruise. We were on the beach and we went with Amy's parents and her, Amy's mom was going to take our picture. And this lady comes running up to us and she says, oh my goodness, mama, let me take your picture. You have worked so hard. You have worked so hard. And she's just like freaking out. Uh And then she ends up taking our picture and she did a bad job. It was the lighting was a, it was a tough, it was a tough day. Yeah, I get that. It was a tough time of day. I get that. But it's extremely dark, but she did do bad. But we got him to get him next year. Get him next year. That was 2019. That's, that's right. in the it's in the past. It's true. Let the Rafiki monkey hit you in the head. It's in the past. Next 20 it's all about your 2020. It's Christmas all about card. it's all about 2020, baby. 2020, you know what? This is my resolution. I'm gonna have a Christmas card. No, I'm not. I don't want it. Oh, please do one. I don't want to, but I want to. That would be so funny. I would love to you. receive a card. I just need to get some addresses. Because <laughs> I don't you know where you get all your addresses? The wedding. That's where you get everyone's address, and that's where the Christmas card begins. I don't have any addresses. I can send them to my parents. End of list. I'll give you my address. Okay, cool. I, got, I mean, the year. thing with sending out Christmas cards, it's so much work, isn't it? It's a Who lot of work. Who even sends mail anymore? Lots of people. We get lots of cards. We, got, we have got probably 50 cards. Thank you to The Athletic for bringing us <laughs> onto your network. Uh, it means a lot to us. Thanks for listening to our show. Uh, the Thunder play, uh, I believe they play Saturday against the Cavaliers, and then they play in uh, Philadelphia, and then they play the Nets. So that's, a, that's the rest of the four-game road trip. Okay. Uh, predictions for the next three games. Taylor. Win, win, win. I'm wow. going to loss, loss, loss. Wow. Come back to earth. Coming back to earth. I'm Thunder going... Uh, two and one on this road trip. Have a great day. Talk to you guys Monday. Huh? I remember what I'm missed and peeved about. All right, go ahead. I'm missed and peeved about how Twitter is going to handle us being so positive about this center team and actually wanting to be in the playoffs this year after we told everyone to shut up and not have any expectations and not be happy at the yeah. Oh, it's already happening. Don't worry. They're going to hate us, and I understand why, but also, all of the hearts, Twitter. And it's just a big fan of fun, you know? We're just.